is from Elim Coventry. She's a kids worker there. Um, and she is passionate about kids, but she's really passionate about worship as well, which is an awesome combination. And I'm really looking forward to this talk. Now, she's done this in one or two other churches, and I've heard that it's really good. So I know it's going to bless us all. And so with, I'm going to hand over to Naomi. I'm one of the people in one of the churches that um, she came and did this talk with, and it changed me from the inside. It, it sort of changed the way that I saw worship, especially in the way that I lead worship um, with the children. Um, so I'm really excited to hear it again, but I'm more so excited for you guys to hear it again. And so if you feel comfortable, can you just stretch your hands towards Emma as we pray for her? Father God, we thank you so much for the fact that you make each and every one of us so uniquely and that you've made Emma uniquely. God, I just praise you and I, I thank you for the words that you've put in her heart um, for this afternoon, Lord. I just pray that it blesses us. I pray that it challenges us. God, I pray that you would teach um, our our minds, Lord, to think differently about the way we worship. And if, if not, Lord, I pray that it, it's just a reminder of, of the importance of worship, what it is and, and what it means to, to, to lead um, our kids um, in worship as well. God, I just pray that you would penetrate our hearts as well. Would you ch transform us from the inside out this afternoon, Lord? Um, we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for what um, Emma is about to to bring to us, Lord. Would you pray? Uh, would um, Would you just bless her, Lord? And we pray a blessing over her um, and over her, her mouth, Lord, as she uh, shares your word with us, as she shares her heart. Um, God, I pray that the the time that has gone into to, uh, preparing this, God, I pray that you would um, that you, she would reap a harvest from it, Lord, in our uh, in our lives and in our hearts, Lord, but also in our um, children's lives as, as as well, Lord. Whether it is that we we sit here this afternoon as parents or as children's workers or as people, you know, on a children's ministry team or in whatever capacity we're in, Lord, I pray that we would be able to use the things that she says um, to glorify um, you. Um, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, before I give you the mic, God gave me a, a picture earlier and I thought that it was for someone or another scenario, but I feel like it's for you. And it's this. In this room, we have people from all different places in the United Kingdom. And what you're doing is going to spread all over the United Kingdom through what you're about to say. So don't take that lightly. No pressure. But also, don't take that lightly because there's something on you that God um, has to share. Um, not just like, like in my mind, it goes so much further than you can even imagine. Because what happens when this recording gets listened to by someone in a, on, in a completely different continent? So don't, don't take it lightly, but know that you were anointed for this moment. Thank you, Naomi. I think Naomi, after hearing Tim's talk and then hearing Naomi say that, I've got to try not to cry now. So <laughs> I, uh, I apologise in advance. So um, hello, um, as Naomi said, my, and uh, Shireen said, my name is Emma Bacon. Um, I feel like whenever I introduce myself to kids, I always say Bacon because it's always a great way to, to break that barrier because they're like, your name's Bacon. And like, yeah, yeah, my name's Bacon. Um, so as we're kids workers, um, I thought that we would start by doing a little activity. This is about worship. Um, this is about kids' worship. Um, some of you may have seen in your packs, um, you have got a um, limitless, uh, like, no, a Coventry Elam Kids um, Freedom booklet. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, with the children at our church, 
Um, over a course of a year, we wrote an album, um, and this album was birthed out of um, the mouths of our kids. So the songs were started by the children. They came up to me and they were like, Emma, like God's given me a song um, after a teaching series that we did. Um, and God unlocked something through one child, and this album was birthed through that. Um, so we worked with these children over the course of a year, met with them every other week, um, taught to them about the lyrics in the songs, worked on the lyrics, we prayed over the songs, we asked God what he wanted for the songs. Um, and there's a whole journey behind it. It's not just an album, there's a whole journey. It's a real like diverse mix of songs. Um, it's uh, your maybe your average kid sound. It's not really your average kid sound, but it's straight from the mouth of our children. And I believe that God is doing something really powerful through this and the children that are a part of it. Um, this album also has like a QR code on the back. And if you scan that QR code, it will take you to a resource page. And we've created um, lesson plans for each of the songs. Um, and one of the things I'll talk about is um, the importance of our children knowing what they are singing, um, knowing what the lyrics actually mean, where in the scripture those lyrics come from, so that they can have a connection with what they're singing and what they're worshiping to. Um, so for each song, there's a lesson plan that has a scripture, an activity, a craft, and they're all free um, because our heart is not um, to make a business out of it. Our heart is to share what God is doing through these children and equip kids workers. Um, so the journey of it is in here and the resources are on the back. Um, but I thought we could start by doing one of these songs. Um, so those of you who are introverts in this, this room and are thinking, who came along just to see what it was about, um, welcome to Kids Work. Um, <laughs> Um, so, um, she doesn't know this, but my amazing intern, Eliana, Woo! let's give her a round of applause. So Eliana is my intern at Elam Coventry. She's amazing. Um, if you want to know some wisdom about kids work, I would definitely grab her this week because she's got a lot to say. Um, Eliana can dance a lot better than me, so she's going to help me with this. Um, so if you are able and, and are willing, which I'm hoping that most of you are, um, I'd love you just to stand on your feet. And we're going to start by doing a song called Prayer of Jabez. This is our children's favorite song. Um, some of you have heard this if you were at Limitless Leaders, so I know who was at Limitless Leaders, so I'm watching you to make sure that you know what the actions are, um, and we're just going to uh, worship to it. Yes, it's a kid's song. Yes, it's an upbeat song, but the words are powerful. The prayer of Jabez, if those of you who don't know, it's about um, asking God to bless us, enlarge our territory, keep us from pain, keep us safe. They are powerful words that we can sing out over ourselves, over each other, uh, over this conference today. So we're going to um, have some fun and open up with the prayer of Jabez. Hey, hey, let's go! So this is a freestyle, so you can do whatever you want. So we just tell the children to do their own freestyle. You can clap, yeah, you can clap. Yeah. 
songs from the album Prayer of Jabez and I thought it would just be fun for us just to start off um, with that wake ourselves up a little bit um, so hopefully uh, you enjoyed it and so my talk is uh, more than press and play um, so some of you may have thought knew what that's about and some of you may be like oh I wonder what she's gonna say so first of all just a little bit of an introduction on myself um, my name is Emma Bacon um, I'm the children's worker at Elam Coventry Church and I've been there for about five, five, just over five years now, coming up to six years. Um, and I, um, I also am part of the national kids uh, team, the Limitless Kids team, representing the Midlands. Um, so if there's anyone from the Midlands in here, shout out to you. Woo! Yes. Um, so I'm originally from Essex. Anyone? Anyone from Essex? Yeah. Um, and I moved to Coventry about eight or nine years ago now uh, to study at somewhere called Nexus ICA, which is a Christian music college. Um, and I studied there for two years on vocals um, and then did a, a year's intern in kids' work and ended up working for the church. And I was only going to Coventry for one year. So it's funny what God does. And the funny story is, is that when I went to Nexus, they put you in church placements. And my church placement was Elam Coventry. And I said, I don't want to go there. Like, I was so adamant I didn't want to go there because the church was really big. But God had other plans because if I hadn't have followed him on that, I don't know where I would be. So I'm thankful uh, that God took me there. Um, and when I went to Elam, um, when I went to um, Nexus, one of the things that God um, led me, said to me when I went there is that you're not just going to learn about worship and um, and uh, the Bible for yourself, um, the things that you're going to learn, you're going to use to impart into kids' lives. You're going to use to teach kids 
And for me, it's like an absolute joy to be able to witness that happening in our kids and seeing God unfold that, not just in our kids, but so many others. So when hearing Tim say, like, why do you do what you do? It just chokes me. And even thinking about it chokes me now because when I see our kids worship, it's like the best feeling in the world, seeing them encounter Jesus and knowing Jesus. Um, And my prayer is that that will be um, echoed out into many, many churches. Um, So first of all, um, I'd just like to get a bit of a hands up to who is a musician in this room. Okay, so there's a few, but a majority of the people in this room are not musicians. And I would say firstly to those who put your hands up, if you are a musician, um, I'm not sure what your worship context look like in your kids' ministries, but I I often find that when I speak to people who are musicians and in kids' work, there's some barriers up stopping them from doing live worship on a regular basis. And that could be that maybe you sing and you don't play an instrument or you play an instrument and you uh, don't sing. It could be that you do both, but you just don't have the resources to do that. Um, It may be that you have the resources, but you just haven't quite opened the door. And when I was preparing this talk, I felt like I need to say to you guys who are musicians to just try it, take a step. Um, and and test the waters, Um, that can look in any way. You don't have to have a PA system to worship. You can sit down with a guitar or or a piano and just uh, sit with the kids. Like, think of outside of the box. And I just feel like God wanted me to challenge you guys who are musicians. And if you're not in kids' work, to see how you can support kids' workers in leading live worship with their children. Um, And for those of you who aren't musicians, this talk will speak to you because um, it's, I'm going to be talking about how, um, how, you can, um, how you can go into a... So, okay, sorry. So when you go onto a Sunday, um, I know for me and some of my team, it's easy to walk in on a Sunday morning, to go over to the computer, um, to put on to the computer a song that you know the kids like, a video, press play, the song plays, you do some actions, and you finish, and that's worship. And it's so easy to do that, and that is not wrong. I've definitely done that before. But I feel God calling us to go deeper in that and to bring um, more depth and encounter to what we're doing on teaching. So um, in my talk today, I'm going to be touching on seven different points to hopefully practically help you to lead worship not being a musician. It is possible. But before we do that, what I'd love you to do is I'd love you to turn to the person next to you and just discuss some of these questions. What do you think worship is? I think worship is when we do anything possible to praise God in every way. Okay, and what sort of things? And so anything an possible. Yeah, so say we can pray, okay. read our Bible, um, sing, and also help people. Have you ever had an encounter with Jesus? Uh, yeah, at Savannah. At Savannah? Okay, tell me more. You know, when in Savannah, when, when you said, let's try and let Jesus into our heart, I, um, I let Jesus into my heart then. Oh, uh, nice. How did that make you feel? makes me feel nice. Ah, that makes me happy, Eliana. I love that. I love that. Um, and what's your favourite worship song? Um, I would say Give You Everything I Got. 
Give me everything I got. Hey. Why is that your favorite song? Yeah, that is one of my favorite songs. Why? Because they use everything in the song. Everything. Everything. Everything they've got. I think that's your main point, isn't it? That you have to worship with everything. Yeah. Do you think when when your leaders lead worship, do you think it's that they should just put a video on and that's leading worship, or do you think it's more than that? Definitely more than that. Definitely more. Because, yeah, because if you just put a video on, it doesn't really explain anything. Because if you might not understand some of the things they're saying. Have you ever like d- done a worship song and been like, I literally have no idea what they were talking about? Why, why, why do we say we bless you when God is the one who blesses us? We don't bless God. That that's just that's just confusing. What song says that? Uh, I think it's. I can't remember. I can't remember. I think Ten Thousand Reasons has it in it. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Yeah, that's just how. That's just a very confusing. How can how? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just so confused. What do you think worship is? Worship is when. You praise God and dance to Him. Praise God and dance to Him. What helps you to worship? Singing and watching channels of people singing. Lovely. And have you ever worshipped? Yes, today. Well, also, how did you worship God? By raising my hands up and saying hallelujah. Anything else? Mm, by praying. By praying. What is your favorite worship song? Yahweh, Yahweh, praise your name. That's the favorite song. Lovely. That was just two of the children, and I think that um that kind of like sets the scene for what this is all about. Um, I. I literally just asked these questions. I had no idea what they were going to say. Didn't prep them. I just said, I've got some questions. So when Eliana came out, I was like, no, absolutely not. It's far more than that. I didn't prep her for that. That was just her instant um, response. Um, So as I say, I'm going to go through seven points. um, And hopefully, even if you just take one thing away with you that you can do in your church, that is my prayer. I'm going to try and um, relate to younger children and older children. Um, I usually, I do a lot of worship with older children, but there are so many things you can do with younger children as well. So we're going to try and touch on all of that. Um, So the first thing that I think is really important is um, spiritual um, prep. Um, I think this is probably one of the key things that we need to do when leading worship is to make sure our hearts and our minds are in the right place and to seek God. Um, It's not our own ability that causes us to lead people into an encounter, whether that's adults or whether that's children. It's the anointing from God that causes us to lead, and we only get the anointing from God when we spend time in his presence and we allow him to fill us. Um, so we, I believe we need to turn to God and we need to ask him to fill us and fill our hearts to show us what we need to do. Because otherwise we're turning up in our own strength and we're not turning up in God's. Um, and one of the ways we can do this is pray, um, which sounds really simple. But how many times are you 
specifically praying for worship. Um, we all pray for our Sunday sessions. We all pray um, that God will move amongst our children. But if you are on to lead worship or your teams are on to lead worship, um, do you specifically pray for worship? Do you specifically ask God, what songs do you want me to lead? Do you specifically say, um, what do you want the kids to hear through worship this week? What do you want them to know through the worship this week? Um, do you ask God how he wants the kids to express their worship? Does he want them to sit and rest in his presence or does he want them to bring up a shout of joy and a roar? Um, do, um, uh, do we ask God um, what he wants the kids to sing or does he want the kids to sing out a new song? Um, these are all things um, that when we think about like make sense. But when we turn to God and we ask him what he wants, we see a move of God like we've never seen before. Because we step into an environment where God is working and moving through his agenda and not our own. Um, also, I would say personal revelation is really important. Um, do you know the song, what the song you are leading means to you? Um, the song that you are leading to the kids, you're, you're asking them to come into an encounter with Jesus. But have you come into an encounter with Jesus through the song that you are leading? Um, for example, um, I'm going to use Great Big God because um, Great Big God is a classic toddler song. And we all sing it. Our God is a great big God. But the greatness and the bigness of God is something that I'm sure most of us have experienced in our lives. Whether we've seen him move through his promises or um, the things that he is uh, speaking over us, the miracles that he is doing. And the move of God is in all of our lives. And the bigness and the greatness of God is something we've all experienced, um, hopefully. Um, and hopefully when we come into a worship environment and um, we sing this song, we can sing this song knowing that God is a great big God to us. And if we sing that from a place of personal revelation, we can overflow that onto the kids. Um, in adult church, I know our um, director, Gaz, um, he, our worship director, throughout the week, he prays and he seeks God for what he wants to do with the children, um, with the adults. They are kind of like children, the children of God. Um, he seeks God of what he wants him to do with the adults. He asked God, what songs do you want us to do? What do you want to speak to the adults today? Where do you want us to go? Um, and if you are a worship leader in here for adults, um, I'm sure that is the same case for you. You don't just turn up on a Sunday and worship. You worship having, having revelation and received from God yourself. Um, and I would love to see this echoed into kids' church as well, to make worship a priority because we are called to worship. We are made to worship. Whether we are a child or whether we're an adult, God calls us to worship and to lift his name up. And to make that a focus of our prayers, um, I think is so important. The second point is physical prep. Um, so it's good to, be, to seek God and to find out what he wants to do. But if we go into a place and we have not physically prepared for what we are doing, I'm sure all of us will know it doesn't always work out. <laughs> um, uh, we know that God is the one that makes things happen, but he calls us to partner with him and to join with him. Um, so when you go to lead a song or your teams go to lead a song, do they know the song? That's probably the first important thing. Do you know the song you are about to lead? Do you know the actions, if there are any, or do you have an alternative to do instead of actions? Do you know the structure of the song? Um, there are so many different versions of songs on videos. Um, so do you know the specific structure you're doing? 
Um, because, for example, um, Gyra, um, our kids love the song Gyra, but there are so many versions of that. You have a three-minute version or a 10-minute version. So if you're going to put a 10-minute version video on, do you know at what, what point you're going to cut off? Or do you, are you slightly prepared to what section you actually want them to sing? And because when you come in with a heart that is prepared physically, when you come in and you know what you're doing, you go in with confidence. And I don't know about you, but when I'm prepared... I feel so much more confident to do what I'm doing. And I also take more of an authority over it. Um, and when we show confidence, our kids will show confidence in worship as well. Um, otherwise, it can be really easy, and I've done it, I've definitely done it, so I'm not saying that I don't do it, to go in and turn around and watch the screen and do the actions and like try to sing the words, but you don't quite know them. And what happens then, that's not wrong because you're worshipping with the kids, but what happens is the kids um, lose their leader. You are leading them. You can't see them. You can't see where they're at. You can't see if they're engaging. You can't see if they're singing or they're joining in. You're looking at a screen. So you no longer become the leader, but the TV becomes the leader. And that's, again, that's not wrong because God is, is still worshipping. God is still moving. But um, if there's an element if if you are leading worship how are you leading worship are you ready and are you prepared uh, to lead worship and I think the spontaneous moments they're so important as well um don't get me wrong um we don't we shouldn't just come and be like this is what we're gonna do we're definitely gonna do this we're not gonna change it I'm definitely doing this song I'm definitely stopping at this part the spontaneous moments are important, and we're going to talk about them uh, in a minute. But how are you preparing physically um, for the job that God has called you? Um, the parable of the ten uh, virgins talks about how five of them were not prepared with the oil in their lamps. And although it was for a different purpose, and because the bridegroom was coming back, it's still that sense of they were not prepared for Jesus coming. And Jesus comes and moves through our worship. So are we prepared when Jesus comes and moves through our worship? Um, the next point is to be in tune with the children. Um, so our kids are very, um, they know what they want. <laughs> they know what they like. Um, they know what they love to listen to. They know what they love to worship to. Um, so know what your children uh, like. Um, what songs are they engaging with? Which songs are they particularly uh, laughing and smiling and, and, and getting involved with? Which songs can you see them singing along to? And those songs, grab them and run with it. Take those songs and go deeper. Look at the lyrics. Look at um, where in scripture these songs are from. Um, don't bypass the songs that the children are, are, are engaging with. Because you'll probably find on the other side of that, there are songs that the children are not interested in. I've definitely done songs where I played it and our children are like, just, there's just nothing, absolutely nothing. And I choose to kind of park those songs. We don't repeat them if the kids aren't engaging. It doesn't mean we will never do those songs, but maybe it isn't the season for those songs. Maybe those songs are not what God wants to speak for our kids in that moment. So I park it and I run with those songs that they are engaging and encountering with. Um, little Judah, who was on the screen, was singing the Yahweh song. Um, we did this at our recent holiday club. And oh my days, I've never seen our children worship so much 
to a song. Naomi was there because she was speaking and it was insane. Um, and because it's a call and response song and they're grasping hold of it. So if you don't know the song, it's a Chandler Moore song. It's an adult song, but our kids loved it. And when you ask them now their songs, that's generally in the mix of their songs. Um, I would also say to communicate with your team your findings. Um, you remember that you and your volunteers are all part of a wider uh, kids team. It's not just you, you on a Sunday. There are many more people in your team. And if your volunteers serve one Sunday, they find a song the children are just not engaging. Um, and they're not on for another month. And they come back and they do another song and the children are not engaging. And then again, they're not on for another month and they do another song and they just still get nothing. But in between, another leader may have done a song and it may have just clicked with the children. And if they share that with the rest of the team, the rest of the team can go on a journey with the children together. And they're not going away disheartened month by month with songs that are not, um, are not like for that season. Um, so communicating with your team and your volunteers um, is a really uh, great thing to do as well. And also ask your children. Ask your children what songs are on their heart. Ask your children what songs they are hearing in their hearts at the moment. Um, one of the things that we did is um, we, in the past, put um, like a, you know those post box from Hobbycrafts? I don't know if ever, ever, I'm sure some of you have seen them. So we painted it as a post box and we put it at the front of the room and we said to the children when they came in to write down the songs on their heart. Um, and they posted it in the box and um, myself and Eliana looked through those songs and they are the songs we generally worship to on a Sunday now because they are the songs that the kids are having on their heart. And we need to listen to that, listen to where they're at, listen to where God is calling them to. Um, so ask them. And the next point uh, is lead in the moment. Um, I think the danger with a video um, is that, like I say, you go on a Sunday, you put the video on, you worship, and you end. Don't be afraid to stop the video halfway through. That's what I would say. Because you could be worshipping and a specific word could stand out to you. And you could think, do the kids actually know what that word means? And you can stop the video and say, do you know what you're, for example, okay, um, Waymaker. Say you're doing Waymaker and you get to light in the darkness. You'd be like, oh, that's really like standing out to me, those words, light in the darkness. I'm going to pause the video and I'm going to say to the children, Guys, do you know what it means for God to be the light in the darkness? And ask them questions. Say, um, what do you think of when you hear that? Um, where in scripture do you think God talks about being a light in the darkness? And you could also go physically uh, describe this. One thing I've done before is I've stopped it and I've turned off the lights. And I've been like, guys, what can you see? And they'll be like, nothing. And then I'm like, what, how can how can we get around if we can't see? And they're like, we can't see. We're going to bump into things and we're going to... And they, they, you know what kids are like? They go like, ah! They generally scream. Um, and I'm like, so how can we see in the darkness? And like, put the light on. And, and we're like, who's the light? And they're like, Jesus. Um, and 
automatically they are building a connection with the lyrics that they are singing. So then when you press play, generally their voices will raise because they have something to connect with. They have something that in their minds they can be like, oh yeah, like when I'm like in the dark and I'm, I'm having like a bad dream or I can't sleep. Like Jesus is the light in that. Give examples and give them context to what they're singing. And under five's example is our God is a great big God. Um, he's higher than a skyscraper. He's deeper than submarine. All kids know what a submarine, well, actually, not kids might not know what a submarine is. That's, yeah. Anyway, you've got a submarine and you've got a skyscraper. And you can say to the kids, you can pause and you can be like, it's like, how big is a submarine? How big is a skyscraper? And you go back, it's this big. And they can all raise their hands. And you say, how deep is a submarine? And then like, they can go this deep. And then, and then you can say, well, that's how big God is. And when we sing this song, we're going to sing it saying that God is way bigger than a submarine. And he's way, no, that's the wrong way around. He's way bigger than a skyscraper. And he's way deeper than a submarine. And again, the little minds will connect with something. You give them like a little bit of a connection. Um, in terms of like hyping the children up, um, I think <laughs> I'm quite bad at this. I'm like, come on, guys, I can't hear you. Let's hear you. Let's be louder. I, I'm, let's face it. I'm sure we've all done it at some point. Like, let's raise our voices. Let's be louder. Um, because we want our kids to use their voices. But I think there is a time to hype and there is a time that we don't. I think it's good to hype up children, sometimes to break them out of their shyness, to show them that they have freedom in worship and that they're not being judged and that they can be them and they can worship how they want. But it's also remembering that every child worships differently and not every child is a hype child. Um, one thing God revealed to me um, in lockdown is that every body worships differently. And in adult church, we would never stand at the front and say, you must worship like this. It just wouldn't happen. So I don't know where this, um, this thing has come that we go into kids' church and we're like, we're going to do actions. Because worship is more than actions. And I think that sometimes um, we need to break out of that worship is actions um, and show them that worship is you can worship however you connect with God. Um, and I think that also comes with knowing your children. Um, the whole, like, when do we hype and when do we don't? I think it's knowing your children. Because there's definitely been moments where I've been in our kids' group and I've been like, like, these guys, like, they, that God wants to hear your voice today. Like, he wants to hear a roar from you. Like, don't worry about the person next to you. It's about God. And I, I encourage them. And I, I, I've done things before where I've given them a blindfold and told them to turn around and imagine that it's just them and God and to shut out the distractions um, and to raise their voices. But I've also done it. So I'd be like, guys, today, I want you to worship how God feels, how you feel God wants you to worship. I want you, if you might want to raise your hands and, or you might want to open your hands or you might want to kneel or you might just want to, just might want to stand. You might just want to sit. You might want to clap. You might want to dance. You might want to do actions. But I want you to do where you feel you can engage with God in. And when I talk to them about worship postures, um, I usually say, like raising your hands 
is like when, when you're a child, uh, I say to them, well, they are children, that's funny. Um, I said, when you were little, like, or even now, um, when you put your hands up to your mum and your dad, or, or your auntie and your uncle, like when you put your hands up, why do you do it? And they say, because we want them to carry us. And we say, well, when we raise our hands like this, it's because we want God to carry us. We want to give him ourselves to him. So we raise our hands and we say, God, carry us. Um, or if we put our hands out like this, it's like receiving a present from someone. When you receive a present, you put your hands out to take it. So when we open up our hands, we're saying, God, we want to open up our hands to whatever you want to bring to us. Um, and yeah, just give them the freedom in that. Um, I think going back to knowing the children, I think knowing the children will allow you um, to spiritually discern what to do in a moment. Um, I'm going to pick on Naomi. She doesn't know this. But when I went to Naomi's church, I did some songwriting with her kids. And one of her kids um, wrote a song. And I was like, oh, can you sing it to me? And she was like, no, I'm too sh- I can't. I'm too shy. And Naomi turned. Naomi knew that child. And she turned around to her. She said, she said, no. She said, who are you? Remember who you are. Speak your affirmations over yourself. And this child turned around and said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And Naomi was like, so sing. And she sung. And but and because she, she knew that child, she knew that she was practicing her affirmations. She knew that she needed to be encouraged and she needed to be pushed. But another child, she may think pushing this child is too much. They're not ready. So know your children and know when to hype, know when to be still. Um, Yeah. Um, The next point is teach the kids as they worship. So kids learn as they worship, as do we. We learn as we worship. We worship God, but I don't know about you, but I'm still learning what it means to worship God. I'm still learning how to fully um, surrender my life. And I think that us as leaders, we are role models of what worship is to our kids. We can show uh, our kids what worship is through just worshiping ourselves and encouraging our leaders, our, our volunteers to worship as well. I've definitely had Sundays during worship where my volunteers have all been standing at the back and there's one person at the front doing the actions. I'm like, guys, come and worship, sing, get involved, show the kids what it means to worship. If you don't want to do the actions, raise your hands or just sing. Um, Because we are models, we are role models to our kids of what it means to have a worshiping heart. They learn off of us. Um, Children learn watching others. Even like, I don't know if you remember Judah on that video. They, he was like, how, like, I can't remember what the question was, but he said he, he learns to worship or something through watching others on a, a video. So he obviously watches YouTube, watches YouTube worship. But he, he, he found, he, I can't remember what the question was. He, he knew what to worsh- how to worship through watching others, basically. Um, and our kids are constantly learning of what it means to worship. And we did something um, called worship shadowing in our church. So we paired up the children with um, leaders that we knew in the, uh, the main congregation, the adult congregation, not the main congregation, the adult congregation. And um, we gave them a piece of paper and a pen and we said, we want you to go in and we want you to observe that person worshiping and write down everything that you see that person doing. Then they all came back in and they shared what they found. And they realize that everyone's paper looked different because everyone worships different. And it was quite funny, actually, because um, 
one of my they I've served one of my friends and they filled up two two whole sides and then it was like why is she shouting why is she jumping why is she waving her bible and like they were it was just it was just like they literally took it all in and because they are observers they are visual observers and kids are learning and so let's be models of how we worship differently one of our rules in our kids work is to be yourself And I think it's so important for our kids to walk into a space where they can be themselves, where they can uh, not be afraid to to, to, to be themselves. They can come in and they can know that they are accepted, they are loved, and that it's a safe and welcoming space for them just to explore who they are. Um, So, yeah. And also, for those of you who are sitting here thinking, I can't sing, um, (laughs) don't be afraid to raise your voice. Because this shows kids that worship is not about perfection. Worship is about the heart. We don't want our kids to believe that you can only worship if you can sing. We want our kids to believe that you worship from the heart. And everybody can worship. Whether you're on a stage or whether you're in a congregation. And that starts with us in kids ministry. Um, Because if we don't do it in kids ministry, when they get to adults they will believe that they, they can't worship because they don't have a voice. So don't be afraid to sing. I don't know if you've ever heard of um, that Give You Everything I've Got song, the one that Eliana mentioned. Um, it's, an, it's not an Elam Sound song, but I think it's done by some of the Elam Sound guys. Um, but it's a spring harvest song. And one of the words in it is like, um, like with my croaky voice, I'll praise you or something like that. And I love that because this guy is just singing with this really out of key out of tone voice and it's like but I'll praise you I'll praise you even though I can't sing I'm gonna praise you because you're because our voices no matter what they sound like are a joyful noise to the Lord and that's what he calls um teach the kids through scripture um link the worship to the scripture uh, in the lyrics in the songs to scripture but also share with them scripture about worship one of the scriptures that we use with our kids a lot is Psalm 8, which is through the praises of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against the enemy to silence the foe and the avenger. And we teach our kids through that, that their voices are powerful, that their voices are significant, and that when they raise their voices, things happen. Things shift in the spiritual realm and things break. And our kids know that because Eliana will know, they quote it back and they, they sing with everything they've got because they know that their voice is significant and they know that their voice is powerful. I've already said about the worship postures, but um, um, describe what you are leading and give context before you even press play. So we've already spoken about stopping the song halfway through if a word stands out to you. But before you even get to press and play, give context to what they are about to sing. An example of this is for year, for like year one to four, uh, six-ish. There's a song called Walk on Water by Elevation Rhythm. Yeah, Eliana, um, I just called you Eliana. Naomi's having a little dance. Um, this song uh, we did with our kids for a while. And I was like, I got to a point where I was like, do they actually know what this song is about? Do they actually know where in the Bible this song is about? So I asked them, and they didn't know. And so in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, they know it's about Jesus walking on the water and Peter walking on the water. They, did, they didn't know what it was about. And I said to them, this song is about faith. This song is about taking a step of faith, as Peter did as he walked on the water and followed Jesus. 
And I said, when we worship to this song this time, I want you to sing these songs and I want you to physically take a step of faith and say that fear or that thing holding you back, that you're not going to let it hold you back. You're going to step into a place of faith and trust in God and walk on the water like Peter did. And they were like, yeah. And then when they sung the song, it had a different weight to it. It wasn't just words being sung. It was a, it was a connection. It was an encounter. It was a, like a revelational moment where these kids connected what they had been singing before to their own personal lives. And I'm sure as adults, when we worship, there are moments where we're like, oh, like I get this. I get what God is saying. I get what he means now when he says this. And it's the same for kids. An example for under fives. Um, I'm going to Great Big God again because um, it's, it's a great song. It's, it's, it's very old, but it's a very good song. Um, so if you're talking about Great Big God, you might want to have two balls at the beginning and say, which is the little ball? And I'll point to the little one, hopefully. Um, which is the big one? And I'll point to the big one. I'll be like, which one do you want? And major- mostly they'll probably pick the big one. And you're like, why did you pick the big one? It's like, because it's better. And you're like, do you know what? That's why we declare that God is a great big God, because he's better than any other uh, bull. (laughs) He's better than everyone else um, that is out there. Like, he is the biggest, and he is the best, best, and and we want to choose him. Like, you just chose that bull. So let's worship and choose Jesus. Or, um, yes, Jesus loves me. Um, You might want to give them a cutout of a heart. And say, Jesus loves you. So as we sing the song, we're going to wave this heart. And we're going to say, yes, Jesus loves me with all of our hearts. Or there's a song that we do called Fear, Get Out of Here. Um, and you might want to get some bubbles and blow some bubbles and say, as we blow the bubbles in this song, I want you to pop them on. We're going to pop our fears away. Um, so you can use physical objects with the younger children before you start to give them, again, that context when, uh, when worshipping. Um, the next point is get the kids to lead. I've just seen the time. Um, So I think sometimes the greatest way to teach is peer-to-peer. Some of our most powerful moments of worship have been when they have been led by the children. Um, So I think it's really important to give opportunity. Every chance that I get to give a child an opportunity to lead, I take it. Every time a child shows an interest in playing an instrument or singing or worshipping, I run with it. And, and, and there are a lot of times where it's an interesting noise that comes from the front. But as I said before, it's a joyful noise because they're not just coming with their voice and their instruments. They're coming with a heart that is ready and on fire and passionate to worship. Um, so I think it's really important to create a space where we can do this. Um, We've, we've had Sundays um, where uh, our kids have actually started to come up to us and, and bought their guitar, not told me in advance, bought their guitar and said, Emma, can I lead a song today? And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, go for it. Um, so they're kind of stepping onto it as well. And I think that there's something beautiful and powerful that is released through the passion and the heart of a child's worship. Um, last Thursday, I was at something called Encounter, which is our adult uh, worship night. Um, it's an hour and a half of just pure worship, and we do it every Thursday. And we started to see lots of kids come along to that as well now. Um, and on Thursday, just gone specifically, I was sitting there with a child on my lap, 
and he was singing his heart out. And then I looked to my right, and there were three children, and they were hands in the air, singing their hearts out. I looked to my left, there was a boy on his knees, singing his heart out. And for me, that was so special, because the praises of our children elevated above the adults. And I'm not even joking, the little boy to my left, you could hear him wherever you were in that room. And that carried what God was doing for the adults. And even when the elders said to me as well about that, they were like, I could hear that child singing. I could hear that because our children, praise is uh, powerful. And at our holiday club just gone, um, we, we did a lot of worship in that holiday club. And when we were packing down, one of our leaders hurt her back. And she went home and came back to the evening encounter, like, like literally like bent over because her back was so painful. As soon as she opened the door and walked in the building, she was healed because the kids had already set uh, an atmosphere of healing through their worship, through what God was doing in the holiday club. So the power of our children's voices is not to be underestimated. And what we do in kids' work, it echoes into many different environments and, um, that our children go into. It's not just about the worship environment in kids' church. It's about the worship environment wherever they go. And our kids are leaders, whether they are in kids' church or whether they are in adult church. They are leaders. And that comes back at me sometimes because I always say to my kids, you're a leader. I pointed out weekly. I was like, you're a leader. You're a leader. So, so sometimes when I'm like, can I just have a leader to do this? They're like, I'm a leader. I'm like, but you are a leader, but you can't, you can't do that. Um, they're like, but you said I was a leader. But, um, so I'm just going to um, show you this video. I do have one more point, but because of the time, um, I'm not going to go through that point. But if, it's about like slow songs versus fast songs. Um, but if you want to know more about that, like, you can feel free to grab me and I'll be more, in, uh, more than happy to uh, show you that. But we're going to watch this video and then we're going to do a short activity to end on, which hopefully will give you uh, like a little way of which you can uh, start to prepare some of these things um, in your own placements. So this video is of some of our kids leading worship.
recent holiday club which I think demonstrates the different worship types a lot. Every time I watch that, I'm like, God has done a massive work. And that didn't happen overnight. Like, that happened through just giving opportunity. Um, all you need to do is give opportunity and allow God to work. Um, does this session finish now? Oh. Are, do you, are you guys all right to have, like, an extra five minutes for an activity? Okay. It's a good activity. It's a good activity. I promise. I promise. Um, so... Um, what I'm going to do is I'd love you to get your journals out that you've got. Um, and if you haven't got a piece of paper, just wave your hands and one of the leaders will come and give you a paper paper. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a song on. You may know it, you may not know it. And I want you to write down everything that you hear in that song. So I'm literally going to play the song once and everything that you hear, I want you to write down. And then I'll tell you what to do.
was like, what, like one minute that you took. Um, and has everyone got at least one thing written down? Um, so what we were going to do was exchange what we'd written down. And then um, you'd probably come to the conclusion that everyone's written something different down. And that's because we all hear from God differently. And we all have something unique to bring that God wants us to bring. So what you have written down is something that you've taken from the song by listening to it once that you can bring into the worship as you lead with those kids. So can someone just give me an example of something that they've put down? Where do you want to dance? Okay, so you can say, when I listened to this song and, and I was worshiping to it, it just made me want to dance. It just released like a freedom in me and just made me want to like praise Jesus and, and whatever it made you feel and said, so whatever this music makes you feel, we want you to like worship to it as well. And we have one more freedom that Jesus died for. So you might turn up and you say, did you know that Jesus died for you and rose again three days later? And when we worship to this song, we're going to remember everything that Jesus has done for us. And we're going to worship him with that joy that we felt through the music. And we're gonna um, we're gonna give him everything that we've got as we worship, remembering what he did to us. You are putting context into what they are singing through what you have found out yourself through listening to the song, and it took you one minute. And my point of this activity is, you don't have to spend hours and hours, days and days, figuring out what God wants to say to the kids. If you give him just a minute of your time, he will reveal to you what he wants to speak to those kids. And that's something to take to your volunteers because volunteers, if you are a volunteer in the room, you will know that you don't have all the time in the world. <laughs> so one minute of your time encountering God yourself and then sharing what you've learned is uh, significant. So just to end, all I want to say is when you step into a journey of, of this with your kids or if you continue a good journey you've already started, be open, make space, be willing to get it wrong. I don't know if anyone's ever seen worship fails on Instagram. It's hilarious. But they get it wrong too in adult church, believe it or not. They get it wrong. Don't be afraid of the technical issues. Don't be afraid of the child tripping over as they come. Actually, you've got to think about that. Tripping over. Don't be afraid of you tripping over. I fall over all the time. I fell over in the exhibition hall earlier. Don't be afraid of stumbling over your words. Just step into it with faith of knowing that whatever you bring, if you bring your heart, God will do the rest. And sit in the powerful moments of engagement when your child finally gets it, when your child finally has that encounter with Jesus. It's about the one child, guys. We want to reach every child, but if one child has an encounter with Jesus through what you do, it is so worth it. And remember that it is God that does the work. We shouldn't strive to make worship great. We need to simply move with the Spirit, be prepared, but also be alert to hear what God wants us to do in the moment. Thank you. Wasn't that amazing? I am just so blessed two times over by listening to Emma um, share all that stuff that was on her heart. Three quick things that I want to say. The first thing is uh, a little testimony, because I just love sharing testimonies about what God's doing. Um, I, like Emma said, I was at the holiday club, um, and there was, on the first, I was there for two days, on the first day, I was jumping up and down, and I was like giving God all the worship that I hurt my calf, like I feel like I pulled a muscle on my, well, I did, I pulled a muscle on my calf, um, and so Emma will attest to this, by the end of the night, she had me hobbling in Tesco, um, not by my choosing. She was like, come on, let's go. I was like, I've got my, my calf is hurting, but she dragged me along. Um, but it was like, I was literally hobbling. And then the next day, um, they had this like prayer request board. Um, and so I'd put it on the prayer, prayer request board so that when it came to like the big group session, um, they shared like, 
prayer requests and then pray for the prayer requests that were on there. And they prayed for it. And then, for whatever reason, one of the kids needed to um, go um, out. I think, oh, it, I think the, the child felt a, li- felt a little bit overwhelmed. So I went outside and we kind of just were hanging out outside. Um, I think it was like all the children. And so we ended up... Um, having a little worship sesh with just me and two other kids. Um, and there was like someone, there was another, um, Bethia was out there as well. There was another woman out there as well. Um, but we were like just hanging out, just the, the four of us um, while everyone else was inside. Um, and then, I don't know, it's like I forgot that I had an injured calf. I was like dancing up and down, going crazy. And like, bear in mind, I was literally hovering, ho- hobbling the, the day before. And so I was like up and down, jumping, jumping, jumping. And then I, one of the kids went, Naomi, Look, you're not like, you're jumping up and down. And it was just, for me, it was so miraculous in that it's, maybe it was, it, it sounds little, but for me, it was such a big thing because yes, the day before I couldn't worship the way that I wanted to. And all of a sudden I could because of the fact that children laid hands on me, prayed for God's healing over me. And in a, in a moment I was healed. Um, so anyway, that's one little testimony. The second thing I wanted to say is that Emma, as amazing as she is, uh, she came to my church to share all this stuff. And I know from being um, being friends with her that this is something that she's really, really passionate about. So if you've loved what you've heard uh, this afternoon, then please come and find Emma because she would love, and I know this, she would love to go into your church or in your um, environment, whatever that looks like, to share what is on her heart with regards to worship um, as well. The third thing, I really felt God say that I needed to commission Everyone in this, this room, everyone in this room, as Emma said, is able to lead worship. Um, and so I just felt God say, commission them to lead worship in their context, whether it is in their own homes, whether it is in their churches as worship leaders, whether it is in their ch- uh, children's ministries or kids clubs or toddler groups, whatever it is. And so, Father God, I just pray over each and every person under the sound of my voice right now. I pray, Father God, that you would uh, release them right now. Holy Spirit, release them to lead worship in their context. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you you for the for the message that has been imparted by Emma this afternoon and we just pray right now that that would bear fruit in Jesus name we pray amen